My name is Pragya Chaudhary, and I am a member of Health Needs Rx, an organization with a mission to mitigate health disparities through educational video content and information guides on essential topics like chronic diseases, mental health, respiratory illnesses, health literacy, and more to help people optimize their health. We also strive to spur discussion on health disparities in the state of them today through our blog, Medquity, and this very podcast, Discussing Disparities. Today, I am joined by Dr. Uzma Syed, who will talk more about infectious diseases and infectious disease health disparities. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. So I'd like to first ask you to tell me a little bit about your work as an infectious disease specialist. Absolutely. Um, So as an infectious disease specialist, um, I actually wear many hats. Uh, Most people probably were not familiar with our specialty up until recently because of the current pandemic um, from this novel virus that we're in. Uh, But, you know, not only do I see patients um, and care for patients in the hospital, I also see patients in the office. um, And um, I also, you know, have an IV antibiotic infusion center where we're able to provide care for our patients in the office setting as well and try to keep them out of the hospital um, and speed their recovery. Um, I also do travel medicine, so prior to the pandemic, we would counsel people on safe traveling um, habits and ensuring that they have safe travel abroad um, and provide, you know, vaccines for vaccine-preventable illnesses as they travel abroad. Um, And then, you know, some other responsibilities include, you know, infection prevention and hospital epidemiology, um, antimicrobial stewardship, so I'm the director of the Stewardship Center of Excellence at uh, one of the facilities where I work at. I mean, just uh, monitoring and, uh, you know, making sure that there isn't overuse of antibiotics and that there's appropriate use of antibiotics, because as people are aware of um, or may not be aware of, we have, you know, uh, impending problem right now with highly resistant bacteria that have developed due to the overuse of antibiotics. For that, in addition to teaching, you know, medical students, residents, um, and the community through social media, trying to keep everybody involved and up to date on all things infectious diseases. That's really, really interesting. And going off of uh, the many hats you wear and your work, how has COVID-19 come into your work in recent times? So yeah, COVID-19 has been essentially all-consuming. I mean, just the way that the nation and the world is um, just dealing with the wrath of this novel virus and, uh, you know, has really affected all of us in many ways. Um, It's essentially done the same um, for me as an infectious diseases physician. You know, very early on in December, when the first reports um, of this novel virus were coming out of China, I sort of had this pit in my stomach and, you know, my disease detective antenna sort of perked up where I I knew that there was something that could be problematic, um, but initially it was just restricted to China. But very quickly, as we learned that there was person-to-person transmission, community transmission, um, I knew that this was something that was going to have profound impact and I really started sort of raising the alarm, uh, ringing the alarm at my facility and really preparing our health system for what was on the horizon. Um, and it's essentially, you know, taken over our lives in many ways because, you know, being um, on the front line, you know, I chair the COVID-19 task force at, at my um, hospital and, uh, you know, we were in New York heavily hit um, with the surge and the peak of the uh, pandemic in the spring. 
Um, and we saw firsthand the unfortunate toll that it took um, on the many lives that were lost and that we continue to lose every day with over 200,000 deaths just in our country um, and rising. And this is something that we're seeing on a daily basis. You know, we have kept the transmission low in our community uh, up until now, but it's just a matter of time we are seeing more cases. And we know that nationally there are, you know, cases on the rise daily, you know, and we're really essentially dealing with now with the really sick patients in the hospital from, uh, you know, all the other infections that we see normally. And in addition to that, we're seeing the patients with COVID-19. So it's, it's a really difficult scenario right now. And, and as we're heading into the winter, um, it is really going to get more and more challenging. Definitely. And talking about your experience with COVID-19, especially in the healthcare field, what are some healthcare disparities you've seen in regards to COVID-19? Yeah, so this is something that we saw very early on and unfortunately we continue to see um, in our country and you know globally as well. It, it really is really striking to see, you know, those who are most, you know, vulnerable um, are affected by this, you know, disproportionately, you know, we see in our Black American, African American and Latinx patient population, how they are suffering as a consequence of, you know, the inequity um, in healthcare, you know, whether it be the lack of access to healthcare, you know, them being the essential workers and on the front lines, not having access to adequate PPE very early on. Um, and we continue to see how there are just serious inequities um, in different patient populations and how, you know, there, there's such a problem systemically um, in our healthcare system that needs to be addressed. And that has been growing for many, many, many years. Um, and, and COVID-19 has really just uncovered all of these inequities. Definitely. And those racial disparities that we see and have been seeing uh, range from COVID-19. Any other disparities or if you see those in just general in healthcare as you work with infectious diseases, are those this disparities you're seeing? Are there other disparities? So, you know, before the pandemic, you know, we would often see um, the disparities uh, in infectious diseases because, you know, it, it all sort of goes together. It's just it has really been heightened at this time. So what we see traditionally is, you know, people that don't have access to health care, that don't have, you know, whether they don't have insurance, whether they run out of their medications and then their um, high blood pressure, their diabetes gets mismanaged, um, uh, you know, and really affects their health. And then they become susceptible to these horrible infections that end them in the hospital. Um, and they get very, very sick from it. You know, they have really serious infections. You know, they get septic, they, you know, bacteria gets into the bloodstream, they boost their limbs, you know, they have these surgeries. Um, and this is all because they don't have access to adequate health care. And, you know, we're seeing that same consequence with the current pandemic. Um, and it's just, you know, something that we've seen, you know, in, in with infectious diseases over time. And it's just, you know, really heightened and uh, accentuated this time around. Definitely. I think that with COVID-19, a lot of focus has been put on infectious diseases, infectious uh, disease uh, prevention, and disparities that come with infectious diseases. Um, and on that thread, what are some things you think people should keep in mind about infectious diseases, not only during this pandemic, but even after once we solve the pandemic and we life resumes somewhat normally? What are the things people should keep in mind? 
Absolutely. That's that's a great question. And thank you for asking that. I think, you know, it's all about educating people. Um, there is so much misinformation out there. And I think, again, the pandemic has really highlighted that um, really well, how easy it is to spread misinformation. I mean, I think, you know, to really ensure that people are continuing to follow, um, you know, healthcare maintenance, making sure that they're seeing their primary doctors regularly, keeping up to date with their immunizations, making sure that they're not, you know, taking antibiotics unnecessarily, um, making sure that, you know, they are keeping on track to prevent vaccine, um, you know, prevent, you know, infection from vaccine preventable illnesses. You know, we've seen this traditionally, you know, we have come so far in infectious diseases in the last century where we've, you know, really um, eradicated, you know, so many infections, uh, you know, from polio to, you know, um, mumps to diphtheria. And, and unfortunately, recently, you know, we've started to see, you know, increase in cases with measles again, because there is so much misinformation about vaccinations out there. Um, and I think now we're, you know, we're starting to see the consequence of that, you know, with COVID-19 as well. But I think it's really important for people to really go back to basics and listen to the trusted sources and understand that these, you know, infections that we have come so far in eradicating, you know, these are lethal and, you know, people have lost their lives and, you know, we all have to work together to ensure that, you know, people maintain healthy lifestyles and live their best life to prolong, you know, uh, their their lifespan and, and prevent, you know, further transmission of so many different infections. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up that there is so much misinformation even now if i were to open social media there's just so much that goes on you get so much information from so many different sources one great example as you brought up is the vaccines and the anti-vaxxer movement and all of the misinformation that's spread about vaccines what are some other misinformation that you've seen floating around about infectious diseases whether that be covid or any other infectious disease yeah, there is so much misinformation right now, unfortunately, because of the current pandemic. And um, somehow, at some point, um, COVID-19 became very political. Um, and it's really unfortunate because, you know, this is a novel virus, you know, that, you know, we know what are the things that we need to do to prevent the transmission. We know how to contain it as best as we can while we're waiting for a treatment that is curative and a vaccine that's preventative, we don't have things right now that that are 100% curative of this virus. You know, we've made progress, we've found things that are helping, but it, that doesn't mean that, you know, everybody that gets it and gets the treatment that we have to offer right now survives and recovers. If that was the case, we wouldn't have the amount of, you know, mortality that we do right now in our country and in, in, in the world. Um, so, you know, the misinformation with COVID is just astronomical. You know, there, there's been so much information out there floating on social media and by word of mouth in communities about masks not really working. You know, this is just simply false. You know, we know that the behavioral things that we can do right now can really prevent transmission of the virus. You know, masks work. They prevent, you know, transmission of infectious droplets. You know, keeping a distance works, limiting gatherings indoors. You know, we know what kind of environments are really um, prone and, you know, susceptible to giving, you know, super spreading kind of events where people can keep transmitting the infection. Um, and, you know, we know what kind of environments are safer. So, you know, so, you know, information like that, that just keeps getting transmitted where people feel 
that you know they have reason to just continue living life as if there is no pandemic going on is just really dangerous as we're heading into winter and as we're heading into probably the worst phase of this pandemic for our nation. Um, so it's really challenging right now um, with the misinformation that's out there. And frankly, you know, the vaccine misinformation that is out there that will continue is really alarming as well as, you know, once eventually all the clinical trials are done, there is data to support, you know, evidence-based uh, medicine and, and safe and effective vaccines. We're going to have to work really hard to make sure that, you know, there is accurate information that's shared out there. Absolutely. The spread of accurate information is what we need to lead on and I really want to thank you for coming on here speaking with us so we can be a part of the dissemination of accurate trustworthy information and not the barrage of information some of which isn't true and on that note what are some prevention methods that people can use uh, to protect themselves from infectious diseases just in general and for COVID? So in general, like I mentioned before, making sure that you're doing proper healthcare maintenance. You know, it starts with the pediatric population, making sure that they are, children are following up with their pediatricians. We've seen a huge um, decline in childhood vaccinations uh, since the start of the pandemic. Um, it's been a big drop off, you know, from zero to two children have been getting, infants have been getting uh, vaccinated. And after two, there's been a huge decline. So we need people to really ensure that they are, you know, following up with the pediatricians, that the children are getting their routine, you know, immunizations. And then same applies for adults as well, that they are following up with their physicians, whether they want to do, you know, a virtual encounter. Um, most of, you know, the physicians' practices, offices, hospitals are following, you know, uh, protocols, you know, um, from the CDC and from the Department of Health to ensure that there are safe policies and procedures in place to make it a safe environment for you to go have that checkup with your physicians. And we want to make sure, you know, that you take care of your health and make sure that you are, you know, uh, on top of your immunizations as well and your medications because we certainly don't want you to have to be hospitalized during this pandemic. So, you know, being up to date on vaccinations is important, keeping on top of your medications and your general health care maintenance, you know, making sure that you're following up with all your specialists because, you know, one part of the body being, um, you know, affected will affect the rest of your body. And, and like I mentioned, you know, we are in the middle, in the thick of this um, COVID-19 pandemic. So we want to make sure that you are healthy, that you have enough of your medication supplies, um, that you are keeping those appointments. Those are really important um, right now, whether, again, if, if it's virtual or in-person, um, just make sure that, you know, your physicians are, you know, taking the right precautions. And, you know, most physicians are, they're limiting um, their, you know, the number of patients in, in the office, everybody's wearing a mask, everybody's screened. So, you know, everyone's promoting a safe environment and, you know, you don't have to spend hours and hours, you know, in the office. So, you know, if you do need to be seen, if you do need to get, you know, your vaccinations, you know, we don't want you to delay it because we want to make sure that you're going to be healthy. Absolutely. And I can attest as a civilian, as somebody who does have to go and get checkups and get your the yearly physical, there is a certain anxiety of doing it during the pandemic right now. Like, if I go, am I going to come in contact? Am I going to be? There's an anxiety, but it is important to remember that you have to go for that physical. You have to go if you have a specialist you need to meet with. It's absolutely necessary because if you don't, even despite your fear, if you get in contact, then you're worse off than if you had gone to the specialist. Make sure that you're on top of things. So it's very important. And I thank you for bringing that up. And I hope 
my our listeners remember that so that if you need to go to the doctor please do not be afraid and go to the doctor um there is precautions as dr sayed is saying there are precautions so that you are safe while doing it and talking more about trustworthy information spreading trustworthy information where can people go to get trustworthy information about covid-19 that's an excellent question um and again you know i like to refer people to you know reputable sources i think that's been one of the most challenging things um and it is difficult because so much information does change and that's you know not going to be unusual even going forward as we learn more about the virus as we get more information things will continue to change but people have to know that you know you have to follow the science so you have to follow people that have the experience and the expertise so please follow infectious diseases physicians because even in in the medical field you know everybody has their area of expertise so i would suggest that you follow infectious diseases physicians the infectious diseases society of america is an excellent resource um you know they're sharing all their wealth of knowledge all of us you know i'm a, i'm a really proud member of that organization and we share all of our information widely for um the public you know to educate the public um you know your local department of health has a lot of information on your community you know transmission and what's happening in your community and your directives on you know where you may need to get tested if you you know are concerned um you know the cdc has a lot of good information the world health organization you know so just make sure you're even if you're on social media you know follow infectious diseases physicians and people that are you know working out on the front line people that are you know epidemiologists people that are that are well versed in this um to get the accurate information um i think that's very very important it really is and i'd love for you to talk more about the organization you're a part of what kind of resources you have what kind of information you have if you please absolutely yeah so it's the infectious diseases society of america um idsociety.org um has lots of information for patients for clinicians for physicians um they're always sharing uh you know information to make sure that people um have all the accurate information and as i mentioned we are a society of over 12,000 you know infectious diseases specialists um globally nationally and globally and we are are sort of uh you know the leaders in science you know when it comes to this pandemic specifically and so we have been very vocal with keeping people informed um since the beginning of this pandemic and using social media and all of our other platforms to really um inform the public about the accurate um information on this virus. That is a really really good resource. I urge my readers if one great resource look at the CDC, look at WHO, look at uh idcsociety.org if I yes. have your alter idc idc idsociety.org idsociety.org um to look for that trustworthy information that's one of the biggest themes if anything that we've learned throughout this pandemic is that the reliability of information is important you need to be talking as dr sayed said to the people on the front lines you need to be talking to physicians to doctors not necessarily everything you see on social media is necessarily incorrect but it's probably not correct if you haven't fact checked it if you haven't talked to the people who are actually there who have the understanding the knowledge and the learning to accurately describe things now going to trustworthy sources and resources what can people do where can they go for help if they believe they are infected if they have come in contact and what's the plan after that 
Yeah, that's a great question. I was mentioning a little bit on this before. I think, you know, if you're ever concerned, obviously you can always reach out to your primary medical doctor with a phone call and say that I might have come into contact with somebody. I'm not sure where should I go. You know, some primary care physicians are doing testing in their offices. Others are referring to urgent cares and, and ERs and things like that. It all depends on how sick you are, if you have any symptoms or not. And they will triage you over the phone on where to go. Um, besides that, the Department of Health, where you live, has all the information. They have hotlines for places where you can get COVID tested. Um, and I think, you know, the very important thing that I want people to know is that if you do, um, if you are concerned that you might have the virus, if you have been in contact with anybody who had the virus, you really need to get tested and you really need to quarantine um, and, you know, um, isolate yourself if you are positive and quarantine if you've been in contact with somebody um, until you have the results and until that whole window is over because we have to break that chain of transmission. And that's the only way it's going to work. So please don't avoid testing, um, getting tested, you know, if you think you feel fine and you don't need to get tested. If there's any concern at all, please speak to a physician. Absolutely. If you know that you have been in contact or if you think you've been in contact, if you think you're infected, please, please, please get yourself tested. As Dr. Sayed said, the whole thing depends on breaking the chain of transmission. Isolate yourself for the next two weeks and make sure that you are okay and that way the pandemic will stop a lot faster. That's the whole goal until we can get a vaccine, until we can get medication that can help us manage this. And I'd like to talk, thank Dr. Syed again for all of the information you've given us, where people can go for information about COVID, whether they're infected, just talking about infectious diseases in general, misinformation, correct information, um, and about your work and the organization you're a part of. And I'd like to ask you as we wind down, is there anything else you would like to add to our conversation? I think we covered a lot of ground today. I just want people to remain positive. I know it's a very difficult time for our nation. It's a difficult time for the world. You know, this pandemic has really highlighted a lot of difficulties, you know, in all of our lives. You know, we're all dealing with lives lost. We're dealing with the economy. You know, people have tremendous amount of stress. Um, I want everybody to just remember that we will get through this, that everyone is working hard and we need to continue to keep working hard and look out for one another. And, you know, the only way we're going to pull through this is with each of us doing our part. Absolutely. Um, so that's an incredible message to end off on is stay positive, listeners. This is a hard time and some of us may have it harder than others and true empathy for those people and true compassion and reach out and help out where you can if you can and we will and can get through this together so stay positive and with that i would like to thank dr uzma sayed and your wonderful conversation with me on infectious diseases my name is pregya chaudhary this is health needs rx and thank you for listening thank you very much